Blog Talk Radio. The Franciscan Friars of the Atonement present the Ave Maria Hour. Hello, this is Father Bob Warren of the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. Thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour radio show. The Friars' popular Ave Maria Hour was first brought to the radio airwaves in 1939, recorded in New York City and on the mountainside grounds at Graymore, a home in Garrison, New York. These timeless classic stories of the Bible and the lives of the saints came to life each week through dramatic reenactment by professional actors and actresses. You know, friends, Christ once said, do not hide your treasure under a bushel. In saying this, he meant share your gifts, share your talents. The Friars of the Atonement feel the message in these broadcasts remains as powerful and timely as when they were originally aired, and we are so happy to be able to share them with you today. To learn more about the missions and ministries of the Friars of the Atonement, I invite you to visit our website, www.atonementfriars.org. In the meantime, sit back and enjoy this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour. St. Raymond of Penafort. said to ourselves, when listening to or reading the real-life story of some great person of the past, I might have done that too, had I lived then. But what chance has anyone got in this hustling, bustling, impersonal machine age of ours that saps a man of his strength in the flower? Flower, and there's a word descriptive of an age to have been born in the 13th century, when chivalry was in flower. Perhaps that seems like a romantic age to us, but behind its storybook glamour, there was a reality more stark and naked than our own. When the underprivileged and enslaved were many, and the privileged and their free were few. Sir, I beg your pardon. Sir, I could have sworn I heard a voice. But I don't see anyone. <laughs> My ears must be playing tricks. Well, <laughs> as I was saying, how natural it is to glamorize the past and uh, to excuse ourselves in the present as we do, telling ourselves that we might have done this or that had we lived then. But I wonder how many of us would have done as Raymond of Penafort. He sacrificed social position, wealth, honors, and royal blood flowing in his veins. Please, sir, I beg of you. You insist on emphasizing royal blood. But royal blood flows in the veins of all 
makes no distinctions. That's only a fiction of man. Who are you? Where are you? Raymond, I'm here, in spirit. But I can't see you. True. But the people listening to you can't see you either. Oh, but, but this is different. We're used to hearing voices without seeing the speakers. No, not so different, my son. All the words ever spoken still linger somewhere. In the heart, in the conscience, in the written word, and often in the spoken word, long, long after it is still. For fifteen years, the preachings of Reginald, prior of the Dominicans in Bologna, lingered in my heart all the while I studied and taught canon and civil law at home in Barcelona. But not until a few months after the death of our dearly beloved Dominic in 1222 did I... But Raymond, you can't be serious. John the Dominicans, give all your worldly goods to the poor? The poor Bishop Berengarius are my creditors. But the Bishopric of Barcelona needs you here. That's why I brought you back from Bologna with me. Made you a canon, archdeacon, grand vicar. I'm deeply grateful, Father, for the honors you've conferred. Oh, nonsense, Raymond. I conferred nothing but what you deserved. Your zeal and devotion to the church, your boundless liberality to the poor. No, Father. Not liberality. They are my creditors. Yes, yes, Raymond. I know all about that. But let's try and look at this thing sensibly. Please, uh, sit down. Keep giving away as much money to the poor as you like. But for heaven's sake, don't take the habit of the Dominicans. But why, Father? Why? You're 47 years old. For 27 of those years, you've lived a scholarly, monastic life, burning the midnight oil in study, contemplation, and prayer. But you were warm, you were well-clothed, comfortably lodged, and well-fed. Yes, too warm, with so many going cold. Too well-fed with so many going hungry. And will your going cold and hungry help them? Perhaps it will. It's not going to be easy. Nothing is ever easy. It's really worth doing. There's always a price. This is too high a price for a man of your years to pay. The austerity of Dominican life will kill you. Midnight office, perpetual abstinence from meat, prolonged fasts and silence, no possessions, no income. It is not the material things in this life. Traveling but... over the country on foot, barefoot and in extreme poverty, depending upon charity to feed you. You, descended from the Counts of Barcelona, related to the kings of Aragon. By the way, have you told King James that Father Raymond, his confessor, will be... Oh, uh... Father, there are others who can... Oh, that's not the point, Raymond. You know he needs your guidance, fatherless as he is. Perhaps someday he may. But right now, with his marriage to Eleonora of Castile... Oh, their blood relation is too close, and there's been no dispensation from the church. But James is only 13. How can he be blamed or held responsible for his arranged marriage to unite Castile and Aragon? I'm not blaming him. I'm only asking you to remain close to him, guide him. He needs you. Father, there are others who need me more right now. Give me your blessing, please. Very well. Go and God be with you. And I'll miss you. We'll all miss you. But promise, if we should call, if King James should call, 
You'll come? I promise, Father. Seven years, Raymond followed in the apostolic steps of Dominic. And yet he also found time to help co-found the order of the Blessed Virgin of Mercy for the ransom of captives among the Moors, and to write a collection of cases of conscience, the Summa de Casibus, the first work of its kind for confessors and moralists. Upon its completion, he again prepared himself through fast and prayer in his monastic cell for an apostolic journey through the country when his prayers were interrupted. Come in. Uh, just let me light this taper. It gets dark so early. Early? <laughs> it's been five hours since sunset. Oh, Bishop Berengarius... What brings you here? Something important, I'm sure. It is, Raymond. I just came from the palace. King James asked me to deliver this. Huh? It looks like a signed, sealed, and delivered royal order. Delivered, anyway. Huh. And a king seems to have imparted some of his immense strength, I've heard tell about, to his seal. Now hold it over the taper. Uh, yeah. I've got it now. As my confessor, Father Raymond, and I, as your penitent and your king, James of Aragon, request you to accompany me to the Council of Bishops to be held at Tarragona, convened by order of Pope Gregory IX to pass judgment on my proposed divorce from Eleonora on the grounds of consanguinity. You're not going to refuse, are you? He doesn't order, he requests. So you can refuse. Oh, I wouldn't refuse, Bishop. Even if I could. Because of the promise you made to me seven years ago? I release you from it. No, Father. The promise I made to myself. To go to him whenever he should need me. And he needs me now that he has come into his majority. Ah, oh, poor James. The marriage was not of his doing. What about his son, Don Alfonso? If the council declares his marriage null and void, he'll be... Yes. But I'm sure if the council does, it will legitimize Don Alfonso by declaring him the lawfully born heir to his father's crown. The only thing that puzzles me is why he waited seven years to use the grounds of consanguinity. But it is true. They are closely related. Yes, but the rumors about his growing moral laxity when it comes to women, the scandals of the court. Ah, we live in a world of rumors. And when rumors are believed, they frequently make fact out of what was only a fiction. Yes, that's true. Give a man the name of thief and rogue, and thief and rogue he'll become. But the king waits on me for your answer.
I knew you'd come, Father Raymond, and I knew you'd help me. But, Your Majesty, I did nothing. You did more than you thought. Just your mere presence. But I had nothing whatsoever to do with the council's decision. <laughs> oh, no? Then why did it turn out just as you prophesied? My marriage, null and void. Yet my son, my lawful heir. The most learned of the church, Judge. But none as learned as you. <laughs> You're prejudiced in my favor. And so was Pope Gregory's legate. Your charm, your virtues, your talents completely won it. That's why he commissioned you to preach A holy war against the Moors? Well, I hope it was more my sincerity than my charm, to which I lay small claim, that influenced his commission. Some men, Father Raymond, have too much modesty. You? You, much too much. And you? Me? I'm well balanced. Not too much? I'm not too little. Proud of my stature and strength, but not conceited. Proud of my patience and acuity, but not satisfied that both couldn't be sharpened. There's only one thing I'm not too modest about. Mm -hmm. And what is that? Oh, home already. We made good time. Paige, open the door for Father Raymond. Your Majesty, what is the one thing you're not too modest about? Well, women, for one thing, and begetting children. Your Excellency, you mean you haven't heard rumors? I don't listen to rumors. Good. That's all I wanted to know. I don't listen to rumors either. Not even the rumor that Pope Gregory is going to recall you to Rome, to make you Capilanus, Grand Penitentiary, and take you for his confessor. Adios, my beloved father. Adios. Humbly grateful, but I do not wish to be Archbishop of Tarragona. What do you want, Father? For five years you have labored here in Rome for the church, gathering in one body the scattered decrees of popes and councils for almost the past hundred years. I want nothing, Your Holiness, but your permission to return to Barcelona. I want to be a private religious man again. Thank you. Well, I can see from the family colors on this scroll, Father Raymond, it's a communication from one of your nobles of Aragon. Seven, a boy. True, Your Holiness, true, but I... Father, I excuse you from the honor of accepting the Archbishopric of Tarragona, 
and grant you permission to return to apostolic life on one condition. And what is that, Your Holiness? That you take care of yourself. It's an arduous life you've chosen, and a commendable one. Don't forget, I knew your holy founder, St. Dominic, well. How well I know. Your Holiness was his ardent supporter and responsible for his canonization. No, no, no. I was merely the vehicle as head of the church and servant of God. His saintliness was familiar to all who knew him. How often I pled with him to give some thought to his health. He wore his short life out by incessant toils, fatigues, and austerities of the laborious life he chose. But he wouldn't have wished it otherwise. Nor do I. I ache to return the holy preaching. And you shall, you shall. All too soon to please me. But it would be selfish to keep you. Only... Only what, Your Holiness? Only when your brother Dominicans make you their general. Make... Make me their general? But I am not worthy to follow in the saintly Dominic's footsteps. Worthiness, Father Raymond, is bestowed upon us by others, not by ourselves. No, I I protest, Your Holiness. I am not worthy. I am only a humble preacher. Oh, my son, return to Barcelona and preach. But soon your brother Dominicans will travel all the way from Bologna to Barcelona on foot and barefoot. To make you their general. And Anna, you cannot refuse. As Pope Gregory predicted, it was an honor, Father Raymond could not refuse. For two years, his leadership helped to strengthen and to spread the order of preachers. But all the while, his heart yearned to return to apostolic life, a yearning his brother Dominicans could not help but see in his eyes. Regretfully, they bid him farewell as he sailed for Tunis on a holy mission of preaching and the conversion of the Saracens. And returning home, rumors again reached him of King James' blatant moral laxity in his court at Majorca. My beloved father, what a surprise to see you here in Majorca. What a pleasure and surprise. Why such a surprise, my son? I thought you were in Tunis, that's all. Are you sure, my son? Well, I... I, I, I don't know what you mean. No. No. James? James, where are you? Do you still say, my son, you don't know what I mean? Well, uh, what about it? What about it? Everything. The queen is in Aragon while you... Mallorca's part of my kingdom, too. I can't be two places at once. My subjects here demand a king. A moral one, not one who disgraces... James? No, Carmen, don't come in here. I'll, I'll I'll be there in a minute. One of the ladies of the court, Father. Then why isn't she at court with your queen? Well, uh, you you see, Father... Oh, when will you learn, my son, that you cannot keep any secrets from me? I've known you since you were a boy. 
And now, you're a man approaching middle life, but still playing the boy when it comes to women. Don't lecture me, Father, please. Not today, when I'm so glad to see you. Promise you'll stay and visit with me a while. If you promise to dismiss that woman. And, uh, if I should refuse? Then... I will ask your leave to return to the monastery in Barcelona. Not only would I refuse your permission to leave, Father, but I would issue an edict to punish with death any person who helps you get off the island of Mallorca. An earthly king withholds means of flight. But the king of heaven will supply them. (laughs) That I should like to see, Father. And so you shall, my son. Goodbye. Father! Father, stop! Where are you going? Goodbye, my son. James, my love, what's the matter? What's wrong? Go away, Carmen. Go away. I'm lost. I... I've sent Father Raymond to his death. And I can't stop him. Look. He's spreading his cloak upon the water. Come back, Father! And he's tying up the corner of it to make a seal. He'll drown. He'll surely drown. And it's my fault. He's making the sign of the cross. Father, come back! Now he's stepping on the cloak. Oh, I can't look. But look. He didn't sink. He sailed. He sailed. Six hours later, in the harbor of Barcelona, Raymond stepped from the miraculous coat, as dry as when it first touched the water. And silently, he edged his way through the wildly cheering crowd and entered the monastery. The next day, a penitent King James begged forgiveness at his feet. A forgiveness not withheld. For the remaining 19 years of his saintly life, a life that spanned a full 100 years, it was St. Raymond's voice that guided James the Conqueror, King of Aragon. A voice that still lingers on the air today, as it will tomorrow and tomorrow. For it is in the minds and hearts of men who breathe new life through his guiding written words. St. Raymond of Penafort.
want to thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour, brought to you by the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. For over 110 years, the Friars have devoted themselves to fulfilling St. Francis' prayer, to heal wounds, to unite what has fallen apart, and to bring home those who have lost their way. We work for Christian unity and interreligious understanding. We provide respite at our retreat center at Greymoor for those in need of spiritual renewal. We staff parishes throughout the world, serve as chaplains for colleges, hospitals, and prisons. We care for the ill through hospice work, ministry to those with HIV-AIDS. We also shelter the homeless and provide treatment and services for those suffering from alcoholism and drug addiction. If you would like to be included in our prayer list, participate in special St. Anthony Novenas, and or visit St. Anthony Shrine Graymore, attend a retreat, learn more about our Ave Maria Hour productions, or simply make a donation to assist us in fulfilling St. Francis' prayer to help those in need, please visit our website at atonementfriars.org or email me at avemaria at atonementfriars.org You can write to me, Father Bob, Friars of the Atonement, Graymore, Post Office Box 300, Garrison, New York, 10524. And so, in closing, I ask for the blessing of God upon you and those you love. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may he look upon you with kindness and give you his peace. Amen.